and welcome back to That Oxford Girl podcast. I'm Poddy Wilson and I'm the host of this podcast where each week I invite on a current Oxford student to discuss their time at the university. This week my guest is Amrit Ruprai. Amrit is in her first year studying medicine at Somerville College. I'm really looking forward to discussing with her the application process, the societies she's joined and what you can expect in your first year studying medicine at Oxford University. Thank you so much for speaking to me today. Oh, thank you for having me. So you are in your first year studying medicine, and I'd really like to know what made you decide to apply for medicine in the first place? Um, so my passion for the science behind the human body and like all the various processes that allow us to live our day-to-day lives really uh, drove me towards the general scientific di- direction. And I have a particular interest in how um, drugs and therapies have an effect on the body. So um, not only am I interested in that, but I'm also interested in patient interactions and um, forming strong relationships with um, people on a day-to-day basis. So I feel like medicine was well so suited to, to me as a career. And um, applying to Oxford in specific, so um, during my application cycle, when I visited other universities, I, um, I was always directed towards applying for a biochemical science degree or a biochemical engineering degree because I talked a lot about my inspiration for research. But um, during the same cycle, I attended the open day and um, they were having a meet the tutors session here for medicine. And once I talked to the tutors here, they were um, they seemed just as excited as I am and and told me how um, nurturing Oxford is for individuals that want to pursue research as well as the clinical aspects of medicine. Mm. So this research side of things is maybe something that's a little bit further off, given that you're literally in your first year, but we were talking beforehand about the kind of things you might want to go into, look more specifically at when you're doing your research, which sounds so exciting. If you could explain for for a non non STEM person what kind of thing you're interested in researching. Um, so there's been this new technology that they've developed called CRISPR-Cas9 and it's a gene therapy where they can edit the edit the genome of an individual so by either adding or removing genes and I think that's um, a really inspiring section because not only is it being employed in a people but it's also being employed in um, in in like in mosquitoes because they want to produce a population that's resistant to malaria so that they cannot transmit transmit malaria anymore. So um, being relatively new, I think it's quite an exciting field because it was only, it's only been there for about um, three years now. Very nice. So when it comes to applying, if we begin with your personal statement, on that you can talk about any number of things, but I wonder if you could kind of talk us through your structuring of the personal statement, which is obviously um, something that many people find quite difficult or challenging or don't really know where to begin so how do you go about structuring a personal statement um so basically I would start off the personal statement with um with like the the drive to apply for your given um co- like course because not only are you applying to a certain university but you're applying for the same course at a range of universities so you really want to make it very holistic in in the sense that you want to display your passion so this can mean the form of books and um, in the form of a work experience that is related to your subject. So um, personally in mine, I wrote about this book that I read called um, 30 Second Medicine, 
because it really helped me hone down on what um, fields I was very interested in. And at the time, I was more interested in the the involvement of physics and medicine. And um, I also talked here about any summer schools that I took part in. So I took part in the unique one, which is at Oxford. And that was... Oh, great. Yeah. 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 That was really fun. And the seminars that they gave us and the lectures were so inspiring. I actually attended it for chemistry, so not even medicine, but it's still applied because um, we were given a lecture on um, on evolution, which was very, very interesting. Like they started all the way from the Big Bang. <laughs> so it was so engaging. And um, in this paragraph, I also talked about um, about my A-levels and how they um, inspire me towards medicine as well. The, the second bit I would talk about is... Um, is perhaps like well the first bit was very scientific so the second bit could be more honing in on the person on the people skills so um this was another book called dear life by rachel clark which is about palliative care and um it really helped like seeing a different side of medicine and in this section we also talk about um like like work experience like gp placements or anything that has been really fun like making um patient interaction uh, a, a bigger part of your of your application um because medicine is like once again you're applying to universities that also want um want want clinical practitioners and not um research individuals and then finishing it off with like a um paragraph on things that might not be related to your course like sport or um charities etc yeah so just to go back to unique um i mean there seem to be so many people that have really benefited from this summer school and as you say, you have the opportunity to have these kind of lectures. So would you encourage other people to pursue the same thing? Yes, definitely. Um, we had a, we had a um, doctor called Dr. Shire who also showed us her research, which was so exciting at that time because I was just I was just in year 12 and it was like the opening of like a new realm for me. So um, she taught us about how she's made a like her team and her developed a drug called propylene which is a 3d version of a drug that's usually 2d because it it interacts better with our proteins because we are 3d so that was really really interesting like they make it very accessible as well to students in um in like still doing their a levels i definitely recommend it and we also made friendships that like have lasted for quite long oh that's lovely yeah um and then to go back to what you said about work experience as well which is something that's maybe quite difficult to to get in the first place. Um, but what were the benefits of it? And also, how did you come about getting a placement? <laughs> so um, I when I moved here, I, um, I just applied to every single pharmacy within my area. And um, I went to the first one that got back to me and I volunteered there for about a year. And um, they were they were really, really inspiring. And like I'm still very much in in contact with with them they're like a second family to me because um they just taught me so 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 much about um the the medical sector as as a whole and um yeah I just went about applying like applying to every single possible place and then um I didn't get back I didn't get um I didn't get any I didn't get contacted by many of them back because they are looking for people like more qualified but the ones that I did get contacted back back from were very very helpful um Mm -hmm. it was very useful because there was a time when there was like an estrogen um an estrogen shortage in the UK and a lateral flow test shortage so it was pretty 
um interesting to see how that was dealt with and how they were distributed in like a very even fashion so there were instances mm-hmm. like where I saw people would um would come in like as as multiple multiple individuals from the same family would come in one at a time and asking for like lateral flow tests and it was just recognizing like when when this was happening and like explaining to people like the importance of actually sharing sharing the resources at this time I talked about that council statement as well and they they seem to like it yeah brilliant and I think um from what I hear the kind of practical experiences that you can have in real life mm-hmm. that show how you deal with the pressures of being a doctor seem to be the things that they they latch on to from what I hear yeah least. yeah that's so true that is really true mm-hmm. and then the next thing you have to do for your application process is the BMAT which looks like it's being scrapped um but will likely be replaced with something fairly similar so for the purposes of you know helping any way you can with the advice that you can give can you talk me through how you approach a BMAT so um the BMAT's the first two sections the first section is a section on science up to uh GCSE standards of knowledge but the the questions are phrased in a way that's very tricky so um my my best approach would be to do as many past papers for section one and two because they are multiple choice questions so you can get through them very very fast and if you did mm-hmm. maths, biology, chemistry, and physics for your GCSEs, then you are like in a really good position because you already have consolidated the knowledge. But if not, then there is a specification that's online. So now that they're scrapping it, I'm not sure how much how helpful this advice is. But I presume I, I assume that the um, that the next thing that they, that will be in place will be quite similar. So there must mm-hmm. be a specification that will be released alongside it. Um, and then I'd say the same for the second part. It's just doing as many past paper questions as you can. And then for the third section, it's an essay. Um, and you get either an ethics question or a um, philosophy question. So depending on your interests, if you can do the philosophy question, then like all power to you. But there there is no sort of um, upper hand with the questions. It's more picking what question you're more comfortable with. So yeah, I would just practice a handful and um, approach teachers such as like, you, either your philosophy teachers or your um, science teachers or your English teachers and ask them to give you general feedback on your prose and your writing skills and then just um, working on them like that. I mean it really interests me what, what we were saying earlier about how useful it is to get feedback from English and, and philosophy and sort of general humanities yeah. teachers with this kind of yeah. thing I think Maybe there's a stereotype that it's not as interdisciplinary as it it actually is in terms of you sort of need the communicative skills that you get from other subjects. Yes. Um, which I think is a really, really interesting thing to consider with this <laughs> application process. Um, you also had some kind of workshops at your sixth form that proved very helpful. I wonder if you could yeah. tell me about those. Yeah. Um, so we were given these workshops where everyone applying to Oxbridge was... Um, was introduced to one another and we were allowed to separate into like our various courses that we were applying for so it's like mm-hmm. the uh, the biologists the the medical applicants and the um and the biochemists we were working together and then so were the physicists and the engineers they had their own little group and then the um theologists and um then there's also a group for the lawyers and the historians so we would all just get together and work on things week by week. So for one week, we'd work on interviews. For another week, we'd work on um, the BMAT and just helping each other understand the content. 
and it was just really really wholesome because everyone was going through the same thing and everyone was in the same boat so we all really understood each other mm-hmm. yeah and um we, we all like giving each other advice it was it was all in all a very helpful experience because um it helped us all make sure that we were checking off all the boxes as well so you had this kind of interview practice from those workshops how did the structuring of those practices actually help you in the long run what were the formats of the interviews that actually came to pass so the the session that we were given for the interview um prep were really helpful they were all sort of emulating the actual um the actual interview process and then um they were split into the preclinical and the clinical aspects and preclinical mainly focuses on science and maths and problem solving where you're mm-hmm. faced with this um with this like very very foreign a picture or pathway and you have to show your thought process and how you would either find the solution or um reach the end point and um mm-hmm. and what teachers are not looking for is the right answer they're looking for you to be very vocal about your thoughts and take them through your thought process and to really yeah. think out loud and show that you are following their cues because at the end of the day they their selection process is like finding out who they're most um able to teach so yeah. um yeah that was the preclinical um interview style and then the clinical interview is more of a standard medicine interview where you're faced with things like um role plays and um breaking bad news um etc so oh wow yeah so yeah that's that's um it's pretty it can get pretty heavy especially if you're not practicing yeah. before then it can then it's really easy to like not take it as seriously and even laugh like like it can be so awkward having to like pretend to be someone or to have someone pretend to act as something else in front of you so it's really important to practice um role plays first before um before being placed in a real one and did you practice role plays in these sessions then yeah yeah we did practice role yeah play. yeah I didn't realize it was quite so much sort of personality based they're really looking for I get well I mean it's a vocational course isn't it they're looking yeah. for someone who's going to come a doctor and has those personal skills yeah. um and I think it's so true as well what you say about you don't need to have the right answer because they're looking for someone that they can teach and they just want to see if the way that you think is compatible with the way that that they communicate ideas yeah and I think that's definitely true for, for all sorts of courses so you know this this is uh, applicable to any number of applicants to, to the university um, and you interviewed not only at Somerville but also at Wadham which is as I understand it a standard practice that you interview at more than one you interview at two colleges in fact yeah if you're applying for medicine and did you know straight away that Somerville was the one for you I did because this is where I visited on that <laughs> open day and um, they were like serving us really nice sandwiches and I met the two is here and we had that really engaging conversation about like vaccines and research and medicine and I love the I love the vibe of it because it's not the traditional universe like Oxford Oxford College um we're like red brick and it's very it's got a very homey feeling to it so I really 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 loved it and um we've also got a, a society called the Janet Vaughan Society which is specifically for medics and uh-huh. we have like Janet Vaughan dinners, um, dinners like formals every term, which is all like so much fun. We've got this room called the banister room, which is specifically for medics, and um, oh, it's just all, 
very nice college as a as medic and as a general applicant as well because uh, like in my opinion I'd say we have possibly the best food from all colleges in Oxford (laughs) (laughs) I think that's as good a draw as any and you're saying as well that um for the six year um length of time that you're on the course the accommodation is provided throughout if you want it as well yes yeah so so we've got uh like all six years we can stay on um like on the college campus which is such a relief and we also got like the second largest library which makes which makes which makes sure that like every single book that you need we will have oh it's very helpful and also the classic thing of uh being at a college where you're allowed to walk on the grass which yes. just like Hilda's you seem very very proud of that yes fact. it's so fun like not being restricted like on your own in, in your own campus being able to walk on the grass honestly such such a win <laughs> so if we talk about the course that you're on now you're in your first year you're sort of halfway through your first year how have you found it so far um I'd say it's got its ups and downs it's it's mm-hmm. very engaging it's very inspiring but it's also very challenging. Like, um, yeah. it's it's such a it's such a new new way of learning here, um, because it, it is very personal. Like, you do have to stay on top of things, and um, there's quite a bit that needs to be taught to you. But uh, um, at this at the same time, the content is so engaging, and the way that it's um the way that it's delivered is also very 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 useful. So um, our course is is basically split up into three major sections. There's organization of the body, physiology and pharmacology, and biochemistry and medical genetics. And mainly it's delivered in the form of lectures, practicals, and tutorials. Although sometimes we have like the occasional seminar and um GP GP placement. So um our lectures are split into the three main parts as well. And then our um practicals so far, um, most of our practicals have been based on organization of the body which is both um, anatomy and embryology. So um, recently we had a chick heart practical where we had to separate the heart from a chick and um, it was like the heart was still beating, which is, oh yeah, it was pretty difficult to do, but um, it's it's an important part of the course where you are actually able to visualize um, the real life structures compared to a textbook um, illustration. Mm. And then um, we have our DRs, which is our demonstration rooms where um, professional anatomists have dissected a body and then take us through their dissections. Before the DRs, there's pre-DR quizzes so that you can engage with the material more and have a better understanding before you come into the room. And that makes it more efficient because um, you're you're able to um, appreciate the structures in uh, in a realistic format because certain structures are not carried 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 off the same from body to body like not every single feature of the body is um exactly textbook and so you've had a very busy first year other <laughs> sounds of it it's been jam-packed with all this sort of content yeah. but aside from that you've also been involved in a couple of societies yeah. so if you could tell me about those um so i'm sikh and i'm punjabi so i'm part of the sikh and punjabi society after this i will be going for a um sports day with sikh society so that is a lot of fun very nice and then um i'm also from kenya so there's uh there's acs that i've been a part of and there's always like very fun events with acs there's um there was a spa night for the girls there's going to be like a galentines there's so much that goes on and then i'm also part of the somerville college football team and we have games like every oh, lovely. 
which is a really fun like bonding experience as well and there's also the jcr which is i'm I'm the fame rep on the jcr so um i get to take part in like the planning of their events and right now we're coordinating like a an arts showcase which is so much fun it's so fun to see different cultures yeah so there is there is definitely time for um extracurriculars and like enjoying life outside your course yeah just finding the balance yeah exactly and of course you're also involved in that Oxford girl what was your reason behind joining um that Oxford girl was just so helpful during my application process um like reading people's stories like how they applied and how um how they got past certain challenges was just very very inspiring and reading like their articles on Oxford as a as a university and like the reviews were just so so exciting because it's such a different university experience compared to other universities so um I just really wanted to give back and um contribute because I feel like if there was if there was a resource that um that was more directed towards my course and even my college then it would have been very very helpful so I just want to be that sort of factor like I want to I want to give back in the same sense that that Oxford girl had given to me at the time that's brilliant well thank you so much for speaking to me thank you so much for having me My thanks again to Amrit for speaking to me. If you enjoyed this podcast, then make sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice and to ring the bell to be notified when the next episode goes live. Also, be sure to check out thatoxfordgirl.com where new blog posts are uploaded weekly. Thanks again for listening.